Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. So we want to be known by God as passionate pursuers. Agreed? In five years from now, to be more passionate than today? Yes? Perfect. This is Sophia, Sophia Sam, and he is one of our worship leaders, along with his wife, Shaloma. Thank you, sir. Come on up over here. And uh, Sophia, you write songs, so you've uh, got a CD. Is that right? Yeah. A couple songs. Um, How do you pursue God? So I think for me, um, somebody taught me at a pretty young age that whatever happens in your life publicly is meant to be the product of what happens privately. So my emphasis in pursuing God's always been about just my time with him. I'm quite regimented, uh, so I'll spend an hour with him in the morning. I'm up at 5.45, and uh, God gets the first hour, um, usually worship and the word. Uh, I walk a lot these days, just being cooped up because of COVID. It's been nice to get out, but um, everything starts there for me. It's just my personal time with him and cultivating that intimacy with him that way. An hour a day, Sophia, that's a good commitment. Yeah, yeah, and I I think um, I was fortunate to learn it at a young age, like early 20s, so I made a habit of it then, and it's been able to, it's been pretty easy to maintain so far. It might change when I have kids, I'll let you know, but so far, so good. <laughs> yeah, so last week, if you were here, Sophia and his wife, Shaloma, were, were leading worship, and it was mentioned, uh, Lillian was our host last Sunday, that uh, this actually is their last Sunday, and that they're going to be going to Jamaica, which is where Shaloma's parents are living, and you're going to escape the Canadian winter, and going to be there for five, six months and uh, because you can do your job wherever. Yes, yeah, I'm quite fortunate to be able to do that, yeah. And your job used to be that Ben, who was just on the screen and leading worship, and Sandra and I, you used to be our executive assistant. Yes. So you stepped down from doing that. I did, yeah. Why did you step down? What are you gonna be doing? So um, probably a year into the role, uh, I got a revelation from God, and the revelation was specifically about how to set people free of pornography. Uh, which is becoming a a pretty rampant issue in our culture today. And I had a personal issue with it myself for many, many years and um, was clean basically right before I got into marriage. And that was something I had prayed for a long time. But when I struggled, I always purposed in my heart that one day I would get free and I would help as many other people get free as well. So I kind of got a revelation. I sat on it for a while and then started to see if I could help other guys get free. And that was probably the beginning of um, 2018, or sorry, 2019 when that all started. And it just grew steadily. And then uh, with COVID, it grew quite, quite significantly. And so at the beginning of this year, I kind of had to make a decision um, because if it kept growing, um, inevitably it was going to take away from what I was doing here. So I just had to make a choice and felt like it was the right time to do it full time. So full time helping men or men and women? I work with men. Um, the stats are pretty clear now that women are, are struggling a lot with this issue as well. Um, but my area of focus is, is men, primarily because that's where my experience lies and given the nature of the subject and all that kind of stuff. So being a pursuer of God yeah. and having an addiction to pornography, even if it's very you know, random, but some people it's daily addictions, yeah. that's going to hurt your pursuit of God, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, it's interesting. If you look at uh, the, the text in Exodus, anytime that God would talk to the Israelites about um, their idolatry or their, their choice to worship another God or to turn away from him, 
The word that's commonly used is actually adultery. So it's interesting. We, we often separate those two concepts, but um, the text kind of equates idolatry with adultery, the idea that anything that gets a priority over God, it's not only idolatrous, it's actually adulterous. It's, it's robbing you of, of your affection that's meant to be for him. And the issue with pornography and really any kind of issue that is lust-based is that it is essentially stealing your affection. Pornography is fake intimacy. And, um, and so it, it does become a problem in your relationship with God because that thing that is meant to get really your first, first devotion, it's going somewhere else. Um, and in the process, it, it steals your resources internally away from God, and it really damages your capacity for relationship um, with God and with other people. So, yeah, it's a huge problem on, on a spiritual level. So you're going to be doing this full time. Yeah. So I'm going to guess that you're, you're being like a life coach kind of format for people. So do you do individual appointments, group things? How do you do that? How are you planning to do that? Yeah, so I started out doing a lot um, individual kind of one-on-one. Um, and then basically it was just, I was running out of time to help guys in that capacity. So I started to do groups. It was really just a logistical thing, but it turned out that groups was a lot more effective. Um, just because I think it's a very shameful issue to deal with. So when you're connecting with other people who are struggling and you know pursuing freedom, uh, just like you are, it's really quite empowering. So the guys support each other a lot. So that's how we run it now. I have a, a program, so there's a course, there's group coaching, and there's an online community as well so they can regularly connect with each other. Um, what a lot of the research is showing that is that for years we've kind of said the opposite of addiction is sobriety, and the research is showing that the opposite, opposite of addiction is actually connection. And when you have meaningful connection with you know, your peers, your significant others, and of course God, um, then the addictions and some of those other things start to take care of themselves. So guys that are watching, guys that are in our church, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, best place is just my website, uh, I have We try to offer a lot of free resources as well. The program obviously has a cost, um, but I have a podcast, we have a newsletter, and we have a little ebook you can get for free on the website as well. Perfect. So if someone wants to talk to you today, yeah. where are you going to be um, at the end I, of the meeting? I don't know. I'll make myself available somewhere here at the How about you go in the patio outside? Sure. Yeah, I'll be on the patio. Perfect. That'd be yeah. all right. Great. So guys... If this is an issue for you, and uh, what is it, 80, 90% of men over at some point in their life are going to be having pornography challenges? Yeah, something like that. Something that's like that. Yeah. So if that's you right now, find Sophia, send him an email, go to his website, sophiasam.com. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Steve. Great. So friends, almost every Sunday, we're going to have someone from our congregation sharing something to do with the vision that we're talking about and talking about how they're uh, trying to pursue God in the different aspects of, of who we are as a church. And uh, next week, we're going to have Rodney Shunker, Rodney and Maria. And uh, the topic next week is about generosity, about sharing. And uh, he has just an incredible story businessman and how his business has been multiplying 100% every year since he began to be generous. And so he's going to share that story next, next Sunday. All right, church, ready? Uh, open your Bible if you have your Bible. Acts chapter 2, we're going to be talking about churches belonging today. And the scripture passage that I really wanted to anchor this to is in Galatians, where Paul says this, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, everybody, Followers of Jesus, non-followers of Jesus, my neighbors, everybody. But especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And as Paul is writing to different churches and to different individuals, clearly 
there is an entity that Jesus established that's called the church. The Greek word is ekklesia, so sometimes you're going to hear someone say that word. But it's basically some people who have chosen to be identifying together with each other, and we are part of a church. So we are Catch the Fire Church Toronto. We're part of an organization called uh, Catch the Fire World, which has uh, 160-something churches around the world that are identified as part of our little gathering, our little movement network of churches. And our local expression is, is right here. This is where we primarily meet. And as Paul's writing to the different churches and the pastors of those churches, he's giving instructions, and he's saying in this verse here that those who belong to a church, they get special benefits. That the leaders are to be focused on helping people who are, who are belonging to the local church. And that's clearly something that we try to do. Uh, during COVID, especially in the early days of COVID, when lots and lots of people were on CERB, uh, we gave away thousands and thousands of dollars worth of food vouchers and gift baskets and things like that, just helping people who were struggling. And it's one of the benefits of belonging. And so Paul says in this passage that we're to be nice to everybody, but especially nice to those who belong to our local church. And we're going to look at a passage in Acts chapter 2, and we're going to look at this passage for the next three Sundays, and we're going to look at a different aspect of this same passage every Sunday because there's multiple things that it's talked about in here. But today we're going to look at the word belonging. And so it says this, they devoted themselves. So let's just stop. What's the they? Or who is the they? The they is not talking about the spiritual leaders. The they is the congregation who met at this church in Jerusalem, the very, very, very first Christian church. Jesus has died. He's ascended to heaven. The Holy Spirit has come. Thousands of people are getting saved. Uh, daily people are giving their lives to Jesus. And there's starting to be this gathering. And the book of Acts, chapter 2, talks about what church was like. And so it says this. The church family, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. Fellowship means hanging out to the breaking of bread, communion, which we're going to do next week, and to prayer. Everybody, say the word everyone. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Folks, this is one of our statements coming up. But I would love that when we leave church on a Sunday, when we leave our public meeting, that we, as we're sitting in our car, sitting on a bus, we're shaking our heads and going, oh my goodness. Did that just happen? Did God just do that? What would that be like, friends? Every Sunday, awe of God coming. I had one of the ladies uh, that's one of our greeters tell me that she had a miracle with her eyesight this past week. And eyes are healed. And her family are going, what's going on? And she said, no, no, you have to come to my church have to come to my church because we pray for things like that. Yeah? That's what it was like. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. So that's the sharing that we're going to look at next week. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people, the city of Jerusalem. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. 
Do you know that the kingdom of God grew this past week? Grew by millions all around the world. Do you know that it grew right with us? We just had kids camp and youth camp that finished. I didn't hear, thank you, I didn't hear the stats. Uh, wasn't able to get a hold of uh, uh, Sander and Brandon Abrahams, our kids' pastors. But I heard, like Hope, who's in the coffee shop, was telling me it was awesome. Talked to Jonathan and Mel, our youth pastors, said that seven of the youth that went, there was over 100, uh, gave their lives to Jesus. 15 youth, never been baptized before, were baptized. Uh, all sorts of kids who'd never had a God encounters, deep encounters, had God encounters. Friends, that's the daily, this is what the Bible's saying, that daily people are to be connecting with God and becoming followers of Jesus. Yep, that's the result of us doing all of our stuff together, doing the things that are in the scriptures. That's the, that's the, the, the summary, that's the follow-up, is the kingdom of God advances when all of us do our part. And so today, we're gonna to talk about what's your part. Your part is to belong. And we belong in three ways according to the scriptures. Number one, celebrations. They continued to meet together in the temple courts. The largest venue in Jerusalem, if you've been to Jerusalem on a tour, is the court area outside of the, of the um, uh, where the temple is. It'd be like Nathan Phillips Square, Toronto. I don't know if any of you went down for the Raptors parade. I was wise and chose to watch it on TV, but it was supposed to be like a one hour, uh, what, parade, and it became something like six hours of just millions of people celebrating all over the city of Toronto. Well, the church in Jerusalem was so impactful that they had their weekly meetings in the temple courts at the Sky Dome, Rogers Center. I had a dream, friends, years ago before I became the senior leader that eventually we're gonna be having meetings there. I don't know if that was just an inspirational thought for me to say, you know, push in, or if it's gonna be a reality. But friends, some church needs to be so big that Rogers Center's where they meet. Doesn't Toronto deserve to have a church that's just so large, that's so impactful? Our city needs to have, like, I'll just back up. When I'm driving on Highway 400 back into the city and I see Prayer Palace, I pray for them. I bless their huge parking lot to be full every single Sunday drive past buildings, and in my heart, I'm going, Father, fill that building. May that church be impactful. And I pray that for ourselves, is that we would have an impact in our city that is just so dynamic that everyone's going to saying, well, if I'm going to go to church, that's where I want to go. And this church met in the temple courts, and we've already just read that they had spectacular meetings of the presence of God coming in public meetings. And friends, that's one of our goals, is that when we're together, we celebrate we're able to express uh, incredible joy to the Lord. It's like we're gonna talk about small groups in just a moment. And in small groups, most of the groups have someone that plays a guitar, you listen to a CD, and it's okay worship, it's great worship. But we try to have great musicians on our stage, great musicians that practice, that prepare for the meetings, that are in prayer for, to the Lord of which songs they choose. They don't just randomly choose, well, this one, this one. They're, they're thinking about this a week in advance, having, so that when we gather together, our worship experience is dynamic. 
And our pastors, when they're preaching, usually know a month to two months in advance so that they can be ready to give a great talk that's inspiring. And we have incredible people that are in the building and at home that do the prayer ministry, do the prophetic, because we want to have pe help people to have encounters with God when we meet together, that it's a celebration. Number two, small groups, connect groups. That's what we call our small groups. For those of you that are newcomers, our small groups we call connect groups. Hundred, not, not hundreds. We have grown to hundreds small groups. You can go to our website. And the good news, friends, is that you're able to break bread in their homes and eat together with glad and sincere hearts, virtually or real. And Sandra and I have had our small group. We've had better attendance at our small group, at our connect group during COVID than when we were, everyone shows up. Better attendance with COVID because there's no excuses. We have people in our group that uh, for six months were in, um, have a house in, uh, in the Caribbean, have uh, friends who have a house in our small group in, in Florida. They, that's where they were for six months. And they're at every single meeting where before they wouldn't be at every single meeting. So there's no limitations, friends, for being in a small group. And at the end of our meeting, Pastor Rob, who was, he's right over there, he's gonna be right by the TV screen. And if you'd like to find a small group, and we have them all over the, all over the city, but because most of them are virtual, online, no excuses to not be in a small group. And that's what the church did. They broke bread in their homes. That's part of what church was. And last is community. And I picked another verse from Hebrews to talk about this. But uh, the writer says, let us, all of us, consider how that we may spur one another on. You know, the uh, jockeys, when they're in horse races, they kick the, kick the horse. Cowboys used to have little spurs at the end. The idea is that you're, you're motivating each other. You're encouraging each other. This, is, this word spur means how do I provoke you to get the best out of you? How do, I, how do I pour my life into you to get the best out of your life? That's when we, when we get gathered together. That's one of the things that we're doing. When we smile at another person, when we wave at another person, when we greet each other, we're provoking each other to do better, to love God better. When we have testimonies like Sophia, he's up here and he's sharing and he is spurring you. He is encouraging you. We can do better. We can conquer this. So that's what church does. We spur one another towards love and good deeds and not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. So here's our churches, friends. Three things. Number one, be a part of a public celebration, either in person or online. In 2019, before COVID happened, we, had, we were broadcasting our meetings and we would have, for the total of the 2019, we had 1.6 million views on our YouTube channel. Yep, and a view is as short as five seconds. So if someone's watching and then, I don't like that, off they go, that counts as a view as long as they're there for five seconds. We track and most of them are longer than that. Last year, when church was not meeting for the most part, most of last year we did not meet in person, four million views. Four million views. This year, it's probably going to be 3 million as we're meeting again. It's, you know, not as many people as when there's no church gathering at all. And friends, most of our church are not going to be in this room. And we've adapted as a church over COVID, over the lockdown, that almost everything we do is now in person and it's online. 
Prayer ministry team, online. Prophetic team, online. Healing team, online. Training courses, online. School of ministry, online. There is no excuse, friends, for not belonging, for not saying you can be a small group leader online. We have, uh, there's a guy that was in one of the groups for, for us uh, when Sandra and I were doing a short little six-week thing, and he says he's part of our church and he lives in Idaho, but we're his church. He lives remote. He said it's a 50-minute drive to the closest church that he can in his community where he is in a farming area. We're, we're his church. And so, friends, that's who we are. So belong, be part of a public celebration. Number two, be part of a small group. You can do that in person or online. And number three, be an encourager. Wherever you are, encourage people. Those of you that are watching, how do you encourage people? That chat box. Right in there, when you see someone that shares, and many times Sandra and I are at home and we're on the chat, we're seeing what's going on, and people saying, can you pray for me? And all of a sudden, people just jump in and they start, they write out their prayer for that person. Do that. That's how we are encouragers. Church, how about you stand with me? Those of you at home, uh, apologies, but we don't have live prayer today for the first meeting. It's going to be second meeting only. It's a, it's a holiday weekend in, uh, in Toronto. And so uh, we just put all of our team for the second meeting today. So if you do want prayer, can I encourage you, if you want to connect at 1 p.m. Toronto time and go to Catch the Fire, sorry, ctftoronto.com, get prayer now at 1 p.m. You'll be able to have some live prayer, but we're going to do some ministry with everyone here right now. Sandra, do you want to come and join me as well, please? How about you just close your eyes? Number one, do you want to be someone who pursues God? To speak that into to the Lord and say, Father, I, I'm in. I want to go deeper. I want to go deeper with you. I want to know you better. I want to be known by God, by heaven, as someone who pursues God. And just listen, what's the Lord wanting to say to you today? What do you feel his call to you would be of how you can do that? How you can push in just a little bit more? I didn't know when I asked the question of Sathya, how long he and his wife spend with the Lord an hour a day. I didn't know that ahead of time. So is the Lord asking you if you don't have a connect time with God to begin to do that, five minutes, 10 minutes? Sandra and I have three to four chapters of scripture that's read to us every day. This morning it was in the car driving here. God, how do I pursue you? How do I push in? And I want to pray for those of you that don't feel that you belong. Don't feel that you belong, not only to this church, but just don't feel that you've got a place where you're settled. You don't have a family. You don't have a community. And I realize that, that people can be in this room and not feel that they belong. I know that. Uh, I've been to many churches as a guest, uh, even as a preacher, and I'm sitting there and I'm going, no, I wouldn't, I, I, the vibe here is not, I wouldn't belong here. I just, 
I understand that. And friends, God wants everyone to belong somewhere. The very first thing that God did was create family back in the book of Genesis. That's the, the first block is family, to belong in a family. And I know some of you are, are new Canadians and your family are not in this nation. And you don't have uncles and aunties and you don't have grandparents around and you don't have your siblings here. And can I just say that we would love to be considered as, as family for you. And this isn't really family. The small groups, the connect groups, that's really pushing in to be more family. And I want to encourage you that if this is, if you have a feeling that you don't belong, that's where the first step for you. Get known by five people, by 10 people. Push in. Begin to share your heart. Begin to have people that are going to pray for you as you open your heart up. But we want to pray for you if that's you this morning. And if you, I'll just back up again. I was just going to start praying. Those of you that are new, this church doesn't try to be fake. We try to be real. We try to be vulnerable. You're going to hear our pastors. You're going to hear Sandra and I share our struggles. You're going to hear us share our problems. We're open because we're on a journey together to get to know God and have God minister to us, to have God encounter us so that we can be transformed. Yep. So one of the things that we do when we pray, especially before COVID, is we would have people come to the front. We'd have people put their hands up. We would respond publicly because when we put our hand up, our friends around us are now going to be praying for us. They're going to be doing that spurring on, that encouraging. So can I get, get us to do one of those? If you feel that you, not feel, if you struggle with, I don't belong, can I get you to be vulnerable this morning and just hold your hand up real high and just keep it up? Just do that right now. Either those of you that feel that you don't belong, just hold your hand up. Church family, look around, and if you see someone who's got their hand up, I want you to stretch their hand. Look behind you as well, because some people may be behind you. So if you see someone with their hand up, stretch your hands towards them. Let's pray for them. So, Daddy, we're blessing our friends. God's intent in the scriptures is that everyone belongs. Everyone has a church home. Everyone has an extended spiritual family that they're able to connect in, to be celebrated, to be loved, to be corrected, to be helped, to be all the one another's in the scriptures, 19 one another's in the New Testament, all done in connection, in community, and belonging. And so, Father, we're, we're praying that, that Catch the Fire Church would be the place for them to find their place. Father, may we be a church that every single person needs to belong finds their place with us. May we be a blessing to people. May we encourage people that need to be encouraged. May Catch the Fire be a place where everyone begins to step into all the calling, the giftings, the purposes of God in their life. Father, may that be part of who we are as a church. And we bless these individuals today to know that Catch the Fire welcomes them. You're welcome to be part of this church can we be part of your family? Can you be part of our family? We hope you encounter God and were inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.